Good morning, listeners. I'm Agnes Drew, bringing you Day 558 of Mercury, a broadcast of hope. Regular listeners will remember me as the resident lit lover, poetry devourer, and self-proclaimed guardian of our souls here at the station. Every now and then, I like to bring a poem into the studio to share and discuss it with you listeners. Consider it your daily dose of beauty in a pretty ugly world. Today's poem is by Robert Browning, a name I hope you all recognize from high school English class. He was an English poet living in the 19th century and husband to acclaimed poet Elizabeth Barrett Browning. Without further ado, here is Wanting is What by Robert Browning. Wanting is what? Summer redundant, blueness abundant. Where is the blot? Beamy the world, yet a blank all the same. Framework which waits for a picture to frame. What of the leafage? What of the flower? Roses embowering with naught they embower. Come then, complete incompletion, O comer. Pant through the blueness, perfect the summer. Breathe but one breath, rose beauty above. And all that was death grows life, grows love, grows love. What a fun poem. I love Browning's mastery of meter and rhyme here. He's got a really regular rhythm that could end up sounding sing-songy and childish in less deft hands, but he really pulls it off here. What I notice contributing to that most is his repetition and his internal punctuation. We start with the first line. You listeners aren't seeing what he's doing on the page, but hopefully you can hear it in my voice. Wanting is... dash... what? He inserts this pause by way of the hyphen within the first line, and we know instantly that this man is not afraid to play with rhythm. The meter is there in the words syllabically. Listen to these first four lines with their A, B, B, A rhyme scheme, as if they had no punctuation. Wanting is what? Summer abundant, blueness abundant, where is the blot? A little stiff, right? Still, excellent words, Mr. Browning. But hear it again, with the punctuation. Wanting is what? Summer redundant, blueness abundant, where is the blot? He's got two hyphens, two commas, and two question marks in there that all, along with the line breaks, dictate the rhythm of the reading. His meter is really regular. He's got a four-syllable line that goes stressed, unstressed, unstressed, stressed, a five-syllable line that goes stressed, unstressed, unstressed, stressed, unstressed, and then another five-syllable line with the same meter, and then another four-syllable line with the same meter as the first. But those punctuation marks manipulate the rhythm enough to keep it from becoming stale while not actually adjusting the meter. It's genius! I also really admire all the repetition in this piece. Mr. Browning will not only repeat the same word within a line, but he's also using a lot of repeating sounds. Take this line, Come then, complete incompletion, O comer. The come-comer repetition is obvious, as is the complete incompletion repetition. But think about those four words relating to each other, too. Come and completion. Hear it now? 
He's managed to not only pull the same trick he's been pulling through the poem, but he's adding a second layer to it with less exact repetition. And it's in the perfect spot. He's spicing it up right in the middle of the poem at the turn. Here is where the content of the poem changes. The speaker shifts from rumination to inspiration. He's been presenting what life is like when you live in a state of wanting. He describes it as framework which waits for a picture to frame. Life without the thing you desire is empty and meaningless. But with this important line, he switches from urging the comer, the person or thing which the speaker desires to perfect the summer. That extra layer of repetition in the line that serves as the turning point packs a punch and makes you pay attention to the sounds and therefore also the meaning. I also want to talk about the last two lines. The speaker says that the object of his wanting has to breathe but one breath and everything in the world grows life, grows love, grows love. Now, I'm sure you can hear the excitement in my voice when I read those lines, but it's not just typical joyous Agnes. Browning gives us everything he's got to really inspire us with those lines. First, between the two uses of grows love, there's a line break. He wants us to really mean that second grows love, not just say it like an echo. So he gives us a pause first so we can make it pack a punch in our readings. There's also the idea of repetition itself as a way to stress an idea. This makes sense. If you say something twice, you either really mean it or you really want us to think you do. But I believe in the sincerity of this piece. And then the final character in the poem, an exclamation point. Boom. There it is right there. The joyousness of this poem lives in that exclamation point. It's the grand finale. I hope that thinking about the craft of this poem gives you a greater insight into its meaning, listeners. Mr. Browning is in want, yes, but he urges the object of his desire to come to him, to make his world bright and meaningful again. And we feel the joy of that reunion so strongly, it's almost like it happens to us as well. What does this poem remind you of in your lives, listeners? I know we're all wanting in some ways, but let this poem remind you to lean into the joy of that. Wanting is an absence, yes, but it is born of substance. It is born of love. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow. I'm Agnes Drew from Mercury, a broadcast of Pope. Take care of each other.